Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Midlife Surfer. Midlife Surfer. Podcast listener. Podcast listener. How the heck are you? Welcome. Stoke City, bitch. It is the fastest growing surf podcast of America. Midlife Surfer. My name is Jeff. I'm a small wave lover. I'm a Craigslist scroller. I'm a, uh, let's see here, 60 to 910. Lower intermediate ripper slasher. And, uh, and I'm a, a fledgling podcaster, the most half-assed podcast North America worldwide. But uh, but maybe that's why you like this. I don't know. If it wasn't half-assed, then I want to keep going. That's for sure. But we're trying to step our game up. And I guess I'm going to step my game up if I get enough donations to get some new equipment. Something called a roadcaster. It's kind of rad. I saw that uh, David Lee Scales uses it with uh, Surf Splendor. The great Adam Montiel, the producer of uh, this podcast and also a great podcast if you like wine. His podcast has kicked my podcast's ass um, in terms of um, episode listenership. But I I think there's more, well, for one, it's a better podcast. And then secondly, I think there's more uh, wine drinkers than surfers out there. But I don't know. Anyway, it's called Where Wine Takes You. He uses a roadcaster, And what that would allow is I can get a couple microphones. I was thinking it would be fun to have like Alex and say Eric on at the same time. Or, uh, you know, you've heard, you've heard friends I've had here about Ryan Lynch and, um, you know, my surf bro Jason on at the same time. We could talk boards. And um, how about interviewing someone with a little help? Because uh, my question's you know, it might not be as good as someone else's. It'd be great to have another perspective on this pod. So anyway, if you want to uh, help get in on the uh, improvement of this half-ass podcast, you could donate at midlifesurfer.com. And have you heard about our Oroco promo? Oroco promo. Every $5 donation gets you a ticket. And that ticket enters you into a raffle, a drawing. I keep a spread. It's very crude. I keep a spreadsheet. I write your name. There's a I'm going to read off a couple gentlemen and ladies who um, donated. And, uh, you know, like, for instance, a guy named, uh, let's see here. I said gentlemen and ladies because that's just my default to include both sexes. But to be honest, I've only gotten a donation from one lady, I think, in the two years of this pod. So step it up, ladies. A gentleman named Joe, for example, he donated 20 bucks and he wrote a best surf related podcast out there. Well... That's disinformation, but I appreciate it, Joe. So he gave me 20 bucks. That equals four raffle tickets. So I make a little spreadsheet and I enter four cells with Joe's name in it. And at some point, I'm going to chop them all up and I do a drawing in my San Francisco Giants hat. And uh, the winner is going to get 200 bucks in Oroco gear. Check out Oroco. Alex Check is about as core as they come. He was on my last pod. If you haven't gotten to know him just yet. And he makes a beautiful shirt and he makes some kick-ass hats. They're all Waterman-related gear, whether it's a fish, whether it's just a picture of uh, <clears throat> some calming waves, you know, 
really beautiful colors too. And it's low key. It's not, they are logos, but they're like subtle logos that look good on shirts. In fact, I'm wearing one right now. Anyway, um, 200 bucks in Oroco gear. Go to Oroco.com. I think his uh, Instagram is Oroco Life too. So check him out. And uh, he wants to help with the show. And he does every time he's on. I appreciate his stories. He's a former pro bodyboarder. He's a graphic arts teacher at a local high school here and just general cool dude. I had a good surf with him the other day too at a little secret spot called Steamer Lane in Santa Cruz. And it was good size. It was a perfect size for me. I mean, I read five to six feet, four to five feet on surf line, west, northwest swell. I took my 8 Michelle Junod egg out. That thing is thick. That thing's like three in the 16th thick and it's 23 wide and it's eight feet long. And, um, I feel like a good surfer when I surf on it. It's a good balance between, it's just good for me, really. Nine years in surfing. Sometimes you don't want to log it, right? Sometimes that 910 is just a little much. And um, and then, you know, my 7.0 or whatever, you know, is just a little not enough. Because when you get out to a place like the lane or Rincon or any popular spot, it becomes an arm race out there, right? I like shortboarding when I have a little space, you know, I got some leg room out there. I'm not competing with people. I like, you know, surfing a beach, for example. You can find your own wave. Ah, excuse me. I'm all stuffed up today. I don't know if it's allergies or a little cold. Dry cough. Anyway, um, I had a nice surf with Alex on a Sunday morning. I caught uh, what I would call some bombs uh, where I took some mean drops and you just keep the faith. You're looking over the ledge and... That's one area where I have improved for sure. And there's a couple other uh, spots in town here that offer that same ledgy experience. And I don't even know if I have the right board for it, but uh, I've gotten better at like just looking over the edge of that wave and just having faith and uh, taking off. Thanks to my Brad Gerlach wave key reps. My takeoffs are, uh, are so much better and I don't even think about them anymore. It's just muscle memory. And then you just stomp forward and land it. And then down the line you go. Try to do a nice graceful cut back, back into the whitewash. Totally forget about holding the coffee cup. Like our friend Luke Hardacre told me of Ombi Surf. But I have tried to narrow my stance a little bit. And uh, kind of take what the wave gives you, right? Like if you can kind of get in the pocket, be a little more present and just focus on staying in the pocket. I, at least I find I surf better. I end up doing a turn uh, or something that, that feels good. I don't know if it looks good. Actually, I know how it looks. It looks like shit because I go to a surf line and then I go back. It's the douchiest thing to do and it's so narcissistic, but I'll, I'll admit it. It's just me and you. What the hell? That's what this pod's all about. I go back and, you know, all right, I caught that wave at 6.45 in the morning. All right. And then I just kind of make a note, mental note. And then right when I get out of the water, I, uh, <clears throat> you know, I get home and I open up that app and I rewind to 6:45 and then I zoom in and I'm like, Oh, there I am. Yeah. Here's that wave. First thing I think is, well, that wasn't half as big as it felt. And then the second thing I think of is like, uh, boy, I have a wide stance. I look like a beginner out there. So, uh, you know, on one hand I do that to, uh, improve with, you know, tells me to narrow my stance. Right. And then on the other hand, I'm better off not watching it because it felt so good and then it looked so bad. I, uh, I don't know. Surfing's cruel, but that's why you're with us, right? That's why you tune in because we think about it all the time and uh, you, you never get there. It's a journey. You'll never reach a destination. Maybe if you're trying to achieve a specific thing, 
like you're trying to do a backside air or something. How many listeners do airs listening to this podcast? I have a feeling it's not many. If you have done an air and landed it and you listen, will you please write me an email? Just let me know. Midlifesurfer at gmail.com. Not as like a, excuse me. (coughs) Oh, those gosh darn acacias. Woo! God bless Allegra. Anyway, you know, not as a flex, like, yeah, I could do an air, bro. But I'm just curious, uh, the level of a surfing acumen that listens to this pod. I, I get a lot of feedback and more often than not, the listener is about my level. And uh, that's great. And that's probably why we connect and, and relate to each other and probably why we're all friends. But um, anyway, I'm just rambling. It's a train of thought going on here. And that's what this surf podcast is all about. So I'm going to stay on track and look at my uh, my agenda. Have you had news anxiety lately? I have. I can't lie. I've been a little bummed out uh, related to what's going on in uh, Russia and uh, Ukraine, actually, specifically. And I wonder, like, should I just, I don't know. You ever think, first of all, do you get bumped out with this news? Of course you get bumped out with this news, right? And then, like, you got to rush to an opinion. I feel this urge to, like, have an opinion. Well, this and that. If we do this, then this would have happened. Or maybe we should do this right now. Or, you know. And then, but I could be swayed so easily if I just, the, the latest person to give me their opinion, more often than not, like, convinces me that, oh yeah, that's the, that's the right opinion. Does that mean I'm dumb and I don't have conviction or does that mean I'm intelligent and I don't have an open mind? I don't know, but it does stress me out and, uh, God bless those people in Ukraine. Uh, you know, what can I say? Right. Uh, there's nothing I could say that'll convey that, uh, this is a stupid surf podcast. Uh, so hopefully this will distract you from it and I don't really want to dwell on it, but I have been feeling some anxiety about it, about our uh, pending nuclear doom. And, uh, And I wonder if you feel the same thing. And should I ignore the news? How do you balance? Because I'm addicted to the news, right? I have my sites I look at impulsively and I'll refresh the page to see what else is going on and doom scrolling as it's called. And uh, I do plenty of doom scrolling. I'm an MF doom scroller. MF doom. Check out MF doom for me, okay? That'll put a smile. RIP MF doom. Still can't believe that gentleman died. He said, dude, that guy was a good balance of like, he had that same, uh, pop, pop culture reference, uh, you know, flow, like, like Ghostface, you know, Wu-Tang fame, but yeah, he kind of did it with a smile on his face and it was a little more lighthearted and it was less threatening to the listener. <laughs> MF Doom will never, rarely will he tell you that he's going to kill you. Um, Ghostface didn't really threaten you that much e- at all as much either, but he had more of a, you know, Scarface drug trade kind of violent edge to his lyrics. I saw Ghostface once at the Catalyst with uh, another rapper named 12 O'Clock, I want to say, probably 2005-ish. And I drank so much, I uh, threw up on the curb after the show, but it was a good show. Anyway, MF Doom Scrolling. I do a lot of that, and I wonder, obviously, I know I should not be doing that. That's not good for your brain. But how do I stay informed? How do you stay informed, but also not trip out on the news? I don't know if you have any advice, if you've like totally cut yourself off of the news or maybe lessened it to a degree that it helped your mental health. I'd love to hear about that too. If you find the news affects your mental health as it does mine, I'd love to hear about that too. Uh, you could find me at midlife surfer podcast on Instagram, direct message me. I speaking of like doom scrolling, I deleted that app. I delete just so you know, I delete that app in between 
episodes more often than not because it's just addictive and I got enough I got enough distractions in, in this life between uh trying to uh, <clears throat> do my job well and uh, be a dad and blah 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 so anyway yeah I've been anxious about that surfing helps and then you know what cheered me up I was looking at listenership of my pod and I just want to say to the great great people of Mexico muchas gracias por uh, escuchar mi podcast eres un amigo y te lo agradezco I think I just said uh, you're a friend and I thank you but anyway hey I'm getting listens down in Mexico Baja listens Oaxaca uh, Baja Sur Jalisco Guerrero Puebla Quintana Roo Ciudad de Mexico I want to go to Mexico City someday Nuevo Leon and then uh, I think you say Nayarit. Anyway, I only had one. I only had one download from Nayarit and Nuevo León. But um, muchas gracias to whoever that um, discerning intellectual listener is. I was stoked to see my Mexican number. So I just want to shout out to my listeners in Mexico and uh, and say thank you very much. I appreciate it. You know, I mentioned the donation deal uh, to upgrade this pod. I'm not going to spend it on coffee and Nicorette. I'm really stocked up on that. Costco has good deals on Nicorette. Don't buy a wave storm there, but you know, they, they have good uh, nicotine gum. And then uh, I think that's where my wife gets the coffee too. So anyway, I'm stocked up on that. So now I'm saving toward uh, some podcast gear. I have a feeling it's going to take me like two years to get there, but every cent you donate, I'm splitting with Adam Montiel and I appreciate it. I want to give a shout out to my man, Joe told me this is the best surf related podcast out there. That's quite flattering. Did not anticipate hearing that when I started this in April of 2020 how, uh, how about this? Uh, David, my man, David, we're friends on Instagram. Um, he's, uh, he wrote me a year or two ago, uh, saying I'm enjoying this podcast and, and it really helps every time someone compliments me, <laughs> it, uh, pats my weak ego on the back and it puts a little wind in my cell to keep going. And in fact, he wrote, keep going. Great conversation this week. He threw down for 20 bucks. So he's got four tickets in the drawing. How about this one? Dan. I like that name, Dan. One of my son, my, one of my boys is named Daniel. He wrote, Hey Jeff, I love the podcast. I'm everyone's favorite menace in the lineup. I'm a recent California transplant from the Midwest and I'm a Val. That's a vulnerable adult learner. And I've only been surfing for a little over a year. So I'm willing to bet Dan has not busted any airs. That being said, I'm fully obsessed with surfing. That's always been on my bucket list to learn. I spend much of my free time as much as I can in the water. And it always is a treat to drive to the beach listening to your pod. I'm usually surfing somewhere in Ventura County. Rocking a 7.9 Pearson Arrow fun board, which I think was shaped in bucolic, quote unquote, Santa Cruz. Indeed it was, Pearson Arrow. Also uh, featured in the uh, cheesy, but I would say good movie, Chasing Mavericks, which is a good family movie featuring one Gerard Butler, who apparently um, made a lot of lady friends in Santa Cruz uh, during his time filming. So I've heard, <clears throat> allegedly. I actually had a chance to paddle out at the hook a few months ago while I was up north on a pretty mellow day and had a great time. Managed to avoid getting vibed too hard from a local crew and got a couple fun ones. I picked up a bunch of little surf trips from listening, surf tips rather from listening, especially when it comes to etiquette. That's nice. If I could teach, look, one thing I'm sure about is I know etiquette. Everything else, I couldn't really tell you much, but etiquette, I'm into being polite. Paddle over the shoulder. Sometimes if that guy's screaming down the line, turn and paddle right into that whitewash. Just to take your medicine. Don't get in anyone's way and give some waves away and you will earn respect out there. I am HO. 
Let's see here. Etiquette. Just wanted to say I appreciate what you do. Your guests and stories are always entertaining. And I'm always stoked when I see a new episode is up. Thanks again. P.S. I entered the Oroco raffle with four tickets under my Twitter handle. And um, to protect his privacy, I won't give you his Twitter handle. But thank you, Daniel. Good man. God bless you. I really appreciate that. And you are entered to win some uh, Oroco gear. $200 worth. Let's see, what else? Uh, Tom, nice to hear from Alex again and a chance to win some excellent gear. He's entered. So listen, I'm getting some donations and uh, more importantly, we're getting some participants in this drawing and I hope you um, throw down a little bit too. Throw me five bucks and um, I'm not going to donate it to a charity. (laughs) Although I do donate to charities, although I keep that quiet because I I think when you donate, it's better not to tell anybody because I don't know. Because that's what I learned as a little Catholic boy. Anyway, thank you for donating. It will go to a good cause, not Nicorette and, and, and caffeine, although I would argue those are great causes, but uh, toward improving this podcast and also uh, for the work that Adam Montiel does. Let's talk about surfing. I told you about surfing the lane. There's another spot in town. I'm not going to mention it anymore because I was told I was told not to blow it up, so I'm not. But it's a beach break and it's heavy and it's in town. I've always found it to be heavy. I don't know why it's heavy. For some reason, the ocean's channeled in that direction and it just wants to detonate on your ass. Sometimes it closes out and then other times it peels left and right. I hate going left. I found myself into a right. I can't lie. I, 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 I genuflected a little bit, a little uh, father, son, Holy Spirit before I, before I paddled out into the, to this, to, on this day. It was approximately seven to eight feet per surf line standards. It looked huge per my standards. And, uh, but you know, what was nice is there was a huge swell interval. It was like 20 seconds or something stupid like that. And, um, the waves were big, but they weren't punishing. And, um, I survived. I got out for like 45 minutes. I played hooky, just paddled out around lunchtime. It was perfect. Took out my, seven uh, Oh, um, it shows, you know, speed seed. It's just, uh, I had, you know, I had this six, eight Carver, it was a two plus one and this speed seeds more, I guess, less rocker and more kind of pintaily. Uh, it kind of looks like a seventies, like shortboard, you know, and it's really pretty and I really like it. It takes, I don't know. I just, it's my speed, right? It's like 21 wide and two and seven eighths thick. I want to say, and you know, seven feet and, uh, approximately, I don't know, 46 to 48 liters. A little difficult to duck dive. You really got to nail it. But uh, but I survived out there. And in fact, I caught some of my best waves I've, I've caught in a long time. And uh, one specific memorable wave was, well, there's this right that was coming through. Again, mostly lefts. And I just suck at going left. So I kind of had my eyeballs on the right. I waited patiently. First time I dropped in on it. Again, over the ledge, you know, had faith. I stumped forward. I went down the line. And then it was this perfect wall. And I was thinking, Brad Gerlach, all right. Yeah, like, you know, Ready for that, ready for that bottom turn, shifting your weight to your front foot while twisting, you know, eyeing the target, coffee cup. And then I just froze and I just couldn't do it. I was just so excited. It was kind of like, um, it's kind of like when a wide receiver is wide open and then he, you know, like is already thinking he's already running toward the end zone before he even receives the ball. And then he drops it. That's how I felt. It's like, I saw the end zone before I caught the ball and I dropped the ball. And so it, it so I had to just jump through the, the face of the wave and ate me up. And I was like, damn it, if I could only have that one more time. And it was about a, you know, I'm six feet tall, so six two. And uh, I don't know, it was about head high, right? It was a good size for me, about as big as I like to surf. <clears throat> and uh, that was among the middle size, kind of middle size waves that were coming through on that day. And so I hunted down that righty again, 
I, uh, I found it. I dropped in on it this time. I don't know. I just ate shit somehow. Uh, and so I was like, I got one more shot at this, man. My last wave, I'm taking it all the way in and I'm going to nail it because I, I felt like I had the rhythm down to this wave. I knew where to take off and uh, I just felt dialed in. And lo and behold, I waited 10 minutes or so and it came and it was overhead this time. And it was among the bigger drops I've taken. And I freaking nailed it. I kind of, ang- you know, I caught it, but then I took my time. I angled to the right on my stomach a little bit. And then I took off. This time I thought, I'm not going to drop down the face. I'm going to do try to pump more or less and just get down the line first before going down the face and trying attempting a bottom turn. And I did that. I kind of did a pump, got high in the lip, took a, took a drop, did a bottom turn, went back up the wave and like tried to look cool and then took another drop. And then, you know, you see it's about to close out. And at this spot, it gets rocky and you just don't want to get, you can, it'll just punish you on the sand or whatever lies beneath. So you got to, you got to kick out in time. I always judge competent surfers by like those who kick out really well. And so I attempted the kick out, but you ever launch yourself off a wave? It's one of my favorite things to do. I'm sure it's probably kooky to do, but it's really fun. You really feel the velocity and the speed judging by how high you're launched and how powerful you're launched. Excuse me, stuff nose. I'm sorry. Anyway, I uh, I didn't have time. I, I I couldn't make it. I couldn't get my board. I could not go back up the face of the wave and get my board out of there in time. So I launched, and I launched high. I don't know how high I launched, but I did a huge backflop. It probably was my biggest launch ever. And uh, by virtue of my uh, backflop, I thought that was a badass launch, and I had fun. And I don't even care if it looked kooky. I liked it. And right when I landed, I felt. Um, I felt my ankle, the leash, the sweet release of my leash from my ankle, the wave and all of its, um, and and all of its glory and strength ripped the board off of my ankle and took it on in. (laughs) And it was a pretty big day. Uh, swimming in on a big day, uh, is actually feels easier and safer than, uh, surfing on a big day and that you don't have to manage your board. So you can just let the water take you in. So yeah, there were some seven, eight there. It was overhead for sure. Uh, I confirmed that with, with the buddy with whom I was surfing and, um, and I just kind of body surfed all the way in and ate me up, held my breath, tumbled. And then, you know, my board was just sitting there upside down, just sitting right on the sand, not a ding in sight. And it felt so good. That wave I just had, I was still flying high off of that. Kind of thought it was cool that I lost my board and had to go swim for it. I was stoked there was no dings on my board because damn, I ding boards. And uh, I just picked it up. And then my buddy kind of, I was going to paddle back out for one more. And then I saw him coming in. I said, you know, that's the perfect one to end it. So I did that. So uh, I just wanted to share that experience with you. I had a good time with that. And then um, what other time did I surf? I surfed Rincon, the famous uh, secret spot known as Rincon down in Santa Barbara. I have some in-laws down south, and uh, I always uh, make a note to bring my log, and I brought my 910. I recommend getting a sock if you're going to mount a board on the roof of your car, because I had, you know, I have one of those big pro light bags or whatever, and the whole time down. My wife, didn't even bother her. Bothers the shit out of me. And so we got, you know, I don't know, it's about a six-hour drive from Santa Cruz down to Santa Barbara area, and... Of course, with a stop at In-N-Out and Santa Maria, etc., and two wild boys, which is um, they lose. The boys lose their bandwidth at, at, at about the two-hour mark. It just all falls to shit, and it really tests our will and patience. I got a five and an eight-year-old, and I, got, I love them to death. But boy, 
Don't do not drive your five and eight year old from Santa Cruz to Santa Barbara. I don't recommend it. But I I went out there um, sunrise on a Saturday morning. And, you know, of course, it said it was like zero to one foot <laughs> low tide. And I knew just from past experiences that that meant that it was going to be a nice, kind longboard wave out there waiting for me. And indeed there was. I even considered going leashless, but I don't know the spot. And I'm glad I didn't because I lost, I would have lost my board a couple times. I find I only go leashless, namely at Capitola uh, when I'm feeling confident. And then also because I know, I just know how that wave works. And when I go leashless at a new wave or even a wave I surf normally, um, but I don't longboard often, I always will lose my board. And uh, anyway, so I, I wore a big old dumb, you know, 10 foot leash and I was glad I did. And I don't know, what can I say? I There's so many good longboarders out there. Shout outs to the Rincon longboarders. And I've had experiences out there and I found that there's a high douche factor kind of like, not hipster, but like, I don't know, kind of pretty boy, super good at logging, nice board, all I'm going to take everything and anything, never share a wave, never look you in the eye, just kind of like, I'm not acknowledging your presence kind of vibe, which, which is fine, you know, I can deal with that, but this time, it was really friendly out there, in fact, there was a guy on a board, and it looked, it was from Trimcraft, I learned, and uh, it had like no rocker on it. And, and, and the, and the rails were really chined. I think that'd be the term, but they were just really, they're really thin rails. And I said, what kind of port is that? Is that a glider or what? And he goes, no, it's a blah, 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 blah. And he taught, he just straight up unsolicited hops off the board, takes his leash off and just actually he was, he was leashless. And he just, you know, shot, shoots the board over to me to like check out offers. You, Do you want to catch a wave on it? I was like, nah, I'm good. I don't want to ding your board, but thank you. And then, you know, just a nice guy. And, um, and I, I just I just had a nice experience out there. And it's funny, when you surf with really good longboarders, I got in the mode where either through osmosis or through um, observing, you know, burying my tail in that curl, waiting for the right moment and then stepping forward. And I am, it's so funny, like just, I think I just did like one or two steps that I felt really, that I remembered. And I did it, when I did it, I square up my shoulders so I'm facing forward. And then I stepped very slowly. And, uh, Slow is smooth and smooth is fast, as they say with a golf swing. And I find the more you can slow really everything down in your life, the faster you go. Isn't that strange? At least that's, a, at least that's what I've noticed in my 40 years on earth. And um, I had a couple good steps. And then, and then I, I did that like crouch down and stick your front foot out. And it kind of, I don't know where it was on the nose, but it was on the nose. And just like, was well, just holding on like in the curl, with the, with with the inside rail buried and going fast and I'm wondering okay when is this thing going to bottom out and when am I going to pearl it but I never pearled it and I just kept going in inside toward the beach fast and uh, almost almost mini tubed you know it felt like I'm sure it didn't look like that and I'm sure I was not but it felt that way and it felt good so um, I don't know I surfed like two and a half hours out there and then when I got out to the parking lot someone moseyed over is like oh that's a Michael Junode board. I said, yeah, it is a, it is a Michelle Juno board. And, and, uh, he said, that thing is really pretty. And so where, where, where does, where, where does he make those? And oh, I'm from Santa Cruz and we talked and it was just, it was just nice. Drove back, picked up the kids, went to the Santa Barbara Zoo. Santa Barbara Zoo has a new, uh, feature called the walkabout. Got to walk around with some kangaroos. I know I have some listeners in Australia and I know that the kangaroos are no big deal down there. They're probably akin to, you know, deer that I see walking in my front yard occasionally. I'm probably more of a nuisance than anything, but very novel to me. Uh, 
Just as novels when I saw uh, Monos, Monkeys in Nicaragua. I couldn't believe it. I lost my mind when I saw some damn monkeys in the tree above me. I thought that was the coolest thing. So, uh, yeah, that's the last three times I went surfing. The Lane, Rincon, and uh, an anonymous spot I care not mention. But um, I'm trying to get it in. I'm looking at surfboards a lot online. I've been talking to Ryan Lynch of Timber Surf Co. Check out TimberSurfCo.com. I don't think he has his Corky mo- El Corco models up yet. He should call it El Corco, but I think they're called Corkies. They're kind of a hybrid between um, soft tops and real surfboards. Like the its bones are, are that of a real board that's like EPS and it's glassed. And I'm sorry if I'm getting this wrong, Ryan. And then on top of that, he laminates it with cork. Um, yeah, cork. You would think cork just sucks up water, but apparently not. And he let me borrow one of them. I, I think he seals it. You know, he puts a sealer on top, I think, to avoid it from sucking up water. But they do pick up some water, but they dry out. <laughs> and then you're off to the races again. Uh, interesting build, innovative, and they look really cool. Uh, so anyway, uh, if you check out Timber Surf Co. on Instagram, I bet you could check them out. So I've been maniacally scrolling on Inst- uh, on uh, Craigslist looking for boards. You know, I was looking at a round uh, round nose fish redo redux from Lost, and just trying to kind of still. I still need to kind of dial in my sw- short board option. I miss my Rocket Wide. I had a Channel Islands Rocket Wide. I just didn't like it dinged super easy because I ding boards. Also, I didn't like how light it was. It was um, I don't know. It was like that bright white with like aluminum rods in it looked all bright white with a big black looking stringer and just it was loud looking i didn't like it i like the brand channel islands and uh i like Britt merrick every time i've heard him speak and i like the pros that surf uh you know my man nat young he surfs for channel islands so anyways channel islands rocket wide six two if i tripped over one on craigslist and it was a, a poly and had futures fin boxes i might just buy it and and surf it for a while. So anyway, I was texting back and forth with uh, Ryan. I'm like, you know, I want, I want, I want a short board that has this and that a little more volume. I don't know if I want it longer or thicker. I don't know what I want, but my wife got me this beautiful six, one chisel model. It's 20 inches wide. It's two and seven eighths, I think thick, or maybe even three. And, uh, damn it. I dinged it right off the bat. And then I, uh, it's just so pretty. It was made with this tank wood that was harvested in San Francisco from a water tower in the 1950s and the wood set under someone's deck in Walnut Creek. It's just like, I just feel guilty surfing it because it's like a piece of art and it's so pretty. Uh, check my Instagram out if you want to look at it so you can see the kind of work Ryan does. So right now it's on my wall. It's waxed up. I might take the wax off and just kind of shine it. So anyway, I was telling him that. I'm like, it's so fancy. I, I, I don't, you know, I have trouble surfing it. And he said, all right, here's what we're going to do, man. Leave it to me. I'm going to make you a shape in the El Corco model. And he even said, like, even if you don't want to buy it, I'm going to make one for you and you can give it back. But of course, I'm going to buy it. I'll sell my catch surf to uh, cover the expense of buying this Corky. I don't know when it's, you know, I'm not even going to ask him when it's going to be ready, but he whips them out pretty quick, I think. So, um... He's going to make me a shortboard in a shape that he thinks better caters to my style. And I'm going to surf the damn thing. And uh, I want to take it to on a heavy big day, like I described, uh, uh, that I surfed and my leash uh, ripped off my ankle. And um, they apparently, I took, I t- he let me borrow one. I took it out to windy, kind of sloppy lane. And I just don't do my best surfing among a huge crowd on any shortboard. And uh, I got on, I, I got in on a couple, but they weren't set waves. They're more like insiders just because I wanted to get some reps. And, uh, you know, it served good as far as I could tell. One thing I liked about it was that it didn't flex in the water. I mean, 
I'm sure it flexed to a degree, but it didn't feel like a wet noodle. You know, those catch surface, catch surfs, or I would imagine I never surfed a wave storm, but you know, you get up on it and you just feel it kind of like, it just feels like a foamy. And, um, and so I don't want that, but he's going to make me a corky, a El Corco, and uh, in some shortboard design, uh, kind of a fishy, wider point forward design. And uh, I appreciate that. So I look forward to, uh, to riding that. I've also been lusting after uh, Andrini boards. I have this book by Mark Andrini uh, called The Gift. And I have yet to read it. I got it like two years ago. But I told you about that time. Uh, you know, if you're a loyal listener, you know that I met up with a listener named The Flying Hutchman on Instagram. And he's, he had this 8'8", eight, eight, nine, 9 foot, something like that, Vaquero by Mark Andrini. And um, it just was so forgiving. And I had a really fun wave on it. And I was like, I need one of these immediately. But of course, I, I didn't make an impulse buy. I hear he's like a year out building them. Uh, I have this aforementioned Michelle Junot eight, eight, eight foot egg that I find really forgiving and fun and, and just as rewarding. So, you know, I'm not going to run into an Andrini, but I was looking at the uh, Vaquero and uh, the description is inspired by Greeno, George Greeno, who uh, I don't know, look him up. Full outline, single fin, round tail with low rocker, features a rolled bottom forward fading into flat in the tail. Smooth flowing design from 6.4 to 9 feet for all around conditions. For all around conditions year round. It's so pretty. Check out Andrini Surfboards. A-N-D-R-E-I-N-I. So I was kind of lusting after that. And then also um, the Serena. Serena looks dope. He makes them from like 7.10 to 9.6 and it's just super pintaily. Almost like it's like a glider. He he says it's a, a pintail version of the Vaquero. There you go. Smooth flowing speed lines with good hold for juicier waves. Best in winter surf, but rides year round. I'd be for heavier waves. I wouldn't want to take a board that big out. I had to try that. Next time it's big, uh, I need to take out that. Uh, my father in law had this this seven ten shaped for him that I mentioned before. It has no label. It's almost a backyard shape, but I've had some good days on it. But I've only taken it out on smaller days. Seven ten twenty one three inches thick. Uh, has a lot of rocker to it, real pointy. Uh, I'm just concerned, like, I won't be able to duck dive it. I won't be able to duck dive it. Maybe I'm just supposed to turtle roll it and just paddle for my life in between sets, but anyway. All right, I hit everything on uh, on my agenda. I just, namely, I just wanted to give a shout out to those who have donated so far to win 200 gears and 200 bucks in a Roco gear. I wanted to tell you about my surf experience, and then also I just wanted to keep up with my pace uh, for... Uh, you know, an episode every two weeks. I have, uh, I'm not going to tease my guests just in case the interview falls through, but I think I have a good one lined up for you uh, the next episode. And uh, check out oroco.com for the fly gear. Donate if you want to win the gear, midlifesurfer.com or, uh, you know, shoot me an email, uh, midlifesurfer at gmail or a direct message, midlifesurfer podcast on IG, and I could tell you how to donate. And, um, I really appreciate you listening. Try not to doom scroll. Count your blessings. Go outside, sit in the sun for like 10 minutes and just kind of follow your breath. This is stuff I'm telling myself right now. Anyway, I love you. Thank you for listening. God bless you.
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.